It's show 83 of the Rim Pro Report. Today, Jim Teske, president of PRISM International Board of Directors. This show is sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. I spend a lot of time talking to people around the industry every day, and one thing that everyone takes for granted is just how great their software is. Well, the company that set that standard and continues to do so is O'Neill Software. If you're interested in learning more, you can do that at O'NeillSoft.com. Dot com. All right, Tom, hit the play button. Yeah, the play button. There, there, there you go. Welcome to the Rim, Rim, Rim Pro Reports, the one and only weekly broadcast for the Rim Support Services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. That's just them. The show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now here's your host, Tom Adams. Yep, it's me and we're back. Welcome back to our last show in the month of March. I hope you've had an incredibly good month. We know that many in our listening community are headed to Nade and Anaheim this week, and many others will be on their way today. So I hope to see many of you this weekend. For today, as a result of that, and as a result of what we're talking about today, I'm going to forego the news, even if there is some I haven't even checked. And I'll catch you up on all of that next week. Today, I wanted to give full-time attention on this show to discussing one of the biggest changes taking place in our industry, and that is the transition happening in PRISM. So I've asked Jim Teske to be on the show today to discuss it fully. Jim Teske is no stranger to you. He's a longtime industry person. We've actually had him on the show before talking about his role as the president of and co-owner of Record Max. But today we're going to talk to him primarily as the current president of the Industry Association about the major transition happening in PRISM in the next month or so. So what I want to do is just go right to that conversation. So hang on while I get Jim on the line. We're back. I've got Jim Teske on the line. Jim, are you there? I am here. Hey, welcome back to the Rim Pro Report. I know you've been on the show before, but today's a slightly different take on it. We're not going to talk about you and your business. Uh, we're going to talk more about what's happening at Prism these days. So thanks for taking the time to do this. I know you're really busy. I know lots going on, but I'm grateful for you taking the time out of your schedule to talk about what's happening at Prism. Thanks, Tom. So you've been in the position of president for three months now. How's it all going? Uh, good, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know, I think to some extent uh, the members and, and our corporate partners would probably be a better judge, at least over time, of, of, of how things are going. But, you know, I, I enjoy it. Um, it. It's been a lot more time-consuming than I would have expected, but I enjoy it. I enjoy serving on the board. It's, it is a difficult year. There's, there's a lot going on, but um, I'm doing my best to do a good job. Well, I, I think 
I think as someone in the community of PRISM that uh, I'm, I'm very grateful that you are sitting in the role of president this year. Uh, I, I think you're bringing a lot to the equation in terms of all that's transpiring. So why don't we just sort of dig into that and question the, the board's decision on the transition to use an association management company. That's obviously a really significant transition that's occurring. Can you tell me the genesis of this direction uh, by the board? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure, it's, it's been a long time coming. You know, um, my first board meeting um, was, I wasn't officially a member of the board yet, but I was elected to the board at the end of 2009. So every time you're elected to the board, the new board members come to the winter meeting, which is typically the first week of December. Right. So at the end of 2009 was my first board meeting, and it started with a fairly blunt uh, and a little bit scary announcement that Jim Booth um, had kind of approached the board and basically thought that um, he thought the time was approaching where he should step down. Um, Jim, um, you know, everybody knows Jim and, and, yeah. and respects Jim. He, um, you know, he had been with the association at that time for about 10 years. Yeah. Um, you know, according to him, and he knows statistics better than I do, but that that in general, executive directors typically serve associations for somewhere between, I think, a five- and seven-year um, term. So Jim, having been with us for 10 years at that time, you know, he basically said that he thought that, you know, he had some other interests, some things that he was looking to potentially do, um, and that he also thought it was in the best interest of the association for him to, to look to move in. So that's really how the whole thing started, um, when you use the, uh, the term genesis, yeah. was Jim basically saying, I think the time is coming, Prism, where I should move on. You know, and I think it's probably important to say that you know, now, and I'm, I'm sure you know, you'll have some other questions for me on this subject, but you know, now I've been dealing with this for over two years. Yeah. Well, that, that's, so like, that's I think, what, you know, initially when you say that, it comes to mind. You, you as you and you as a board have been now dealing with this for a couple of years. Well, yeah. Um, probably not as aggressively at first. You know, I, I think when Jim made that announcement, you know, I think he was sincere and he did want to pursue some other things. You know, he and I have talked about that a little bit, but um, even before I joined the board. But, um yeah, for the probably again we renewed his contract initially through the end of 2010, so that we would have plenty of time, and then, and, and then probably towards the end of 2010, I think the the focus was reiterated of of you know Jim basically saying it was time to step down. We we first renewed it again through the end of 2011, you know, selfishly in the interest of the association to have plenty of time, and Jim was not necessarily in a hurry as much as he was just kind of reiterating where he was at. Right. And then the, the contract was renewed one more time and extended through the middle of now 2012 um, so that he would be here through this particular conference. I think also he had a son graduating, that, and the timing would work better for him. So, so for all parties, the decision was, was made to basically make it as of the middle of this year. And you know, I think it is important to note that Again, while the board has been dealing with this and has known about it, and Jim has certainly known about it, and staff has probably talked about it for years, I got to tell you, if I was on a, if I was a member and I got what was Chris uh, Chris Pearson's first announcement back in, I think September or yeah. October, yeah, where that talking about yeah. Jim's departure, yeah, 
if I was a member and had not been on the board and didn't know what I know, I would have been like, well, why? Why is Jim leaving? Why is there this focus on all these changes? And again, yeah, I'd been dealing with it. But if I was a member on the outside looking in, Chris's initial letter would have come as quite a shock. Well, and I, and I think the thing to remember is each of you, you as a board member, is a independent record center company within this within the the association. So, in your own way, you're dealing with this both as a as a board member, but also as a member. Well, yeah, I'm. Uh, anybody that knows me knows I use I use the. The, the phrase passionate other people may have other words for <laughs> for my personality but but I am a I am a passionate guy and I do care a lot and and I've really tried hard from everything I've done since I've got on the board to look at it as I'm a member what do right. I want as a member right. what do other me- members want and you know you know my history I've been around this association for 27 years I a think long now. Time. so yeah yeah so um, I, I know a lot of folks and, and and I really have wanted to do right by everybody so um, so let's go back to the genesis, though. So Jim Booth comes and says he feels like it's time to move on. You extend his contract a couple of times. But somewhere in this mix, the board starts making decisions. So tell me more about that process. Yeah, so roughly at the early part of, um, of 2011, when we really had basically come to the realization that we were going to have to replace Jim for sure, and we had kind of now a fixed schedule, the first focus was hiring a consulting firm. You know, um, you know, I, I'm pretty good at hiring drivers and, and, and customer service people and even salespeople in our industry. But, you know, I think all of us on the board, I don't know, anybody had an experience replacing what was ultimately a 12-year sitting executive director in a pretty niche industry. So we hired a consulting firm that specifically handled associations. And uh, we actually did, and you know, we even went through that process of recruiting consultants. And in the middle of May of last year, we hired a firm called Vetted Solutions, kind of a niche firm, but really, really talented folks. We actually were so excited with those folks, we, we kind of wanted to hire one of them as our executive director. Wow. They were really, really professional, talented people. So we hired them in the middle of May, and their first focus was a lot of interviews with with members of the board and specifically the executive committee to uh, create a job description, a very detailed job description of what Jim did and what Jim knew and and his roles interacting with members and corporate partners and staff, et cetera. So that was a big part of it, was defining that that job description. And I think through that, you know, we started to kind of explore the so even right even at that point in time, I think there was a, 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 at least the, the consideration yeah. of an association management firm. I, I don't think Vetted Solutions pushed us one way or the other. They asked us a lot of great questions, but one of the things that came became pretty clear was that when you're going to replace somebody like Jim, um, that re, that's now I mean, Prism is a worldwide association, and we're growing so much internationally. And there are clearly anybody that's in this business knows all of the increasing regulatory concerns, the the complexities, the changes in in services. And so as we started to look at replacing Jim, one of the big initial questions was, are we going to try to find somebody that um, is willing to, you know, that's either in the Garner, North Carolina area um, or that's willing to relocate to Garner? um, Or do we want to expand this and make it a search that, 
where we might consider relocating the corporate headquarters. And, you know, again, that, that all of a sudden brought a lot of issues into play with, you know, tugging at heartstrings and staff and everything else. But the reality is that I think that if you were forming PRISM today, I think there's a, a couple uh, couple very talented singers, uh, Chris Daughtry and, and who's the new country singer kid? That, they Both of them come out of Garner. But it's not necessarily where you would choose to locate the corporate headquarters for a global association with the complexities that are facing our industry these days. And so, so all of a sudden we were like, okay, now what? You know, if we're going to consider expanding our search, what if we find the right guy uh, or, or girl, woman, and the, the new leader of our association is, you know, based in D.C. or Chicago, you know, even NRC and other folks within our industry have had to deal with this and relocating their headquarters. And that was, that was a big concern, and that brought right. up a whole bunch of other issues. But it ultimately, I've sent out these letters to our members, and I'm not sure if people read them or not, I have tried to explain the process that the board went through. So I, you know, I, I'm happy people can go to the PRISM site and reread those letters. But it became clear that no matter what my heart told me, and I think the, the other board members felt largely the same, that we had to make sure that we considered things like the long-term stability of the association. Um, if we hired the wrong person today, um, what would happen, you know, starting all over again and how would that impact prism right um right so so the decision then was made to actually choose an association management company versus just rehiring an executive director and staffing it well that's yeah i mean that's ultimately the conclusion we came to for a lot of reasons but again the the initial focus was um replacing jim the next focus became okay well if we're going to expand our search, should this involve the relocation of corporate headquarters? And that brought up so many issues, especially, you know, talent, resources. There was certainly some considerations about trying to keep staff or, or parts of staff, but it all came down to we want to get the best person we can find. We want long-term stability and expansion of the association. We need probably access to to the type of resources, whether it's compliance, lobbying, et cetera, that go along with our industry these days. And so, yeah, so ultimately through that process and a lot of, a lot of pa more passionate people, uh, uh, you know, there, there were very heated is not the right word, but people making sure we challenged each other to do the right thing and to make the right decisions because all of us were members and all of us wanted to get it right. Yeah. So, yeah, we ultimately came to the conclusion probably around September or October of last year that the best long-term solution for the association was uh, an association management firm. So this transition, which is in, in process now, it seems to me, the transition has some obvious fallout in terms of, of the way PRISM is now currently staffed and run. So how did the board work through those details? Uh, great question. I, I can tell you that I think that we probably took more of a personal approach than a business approach. You know, there were some folks that said with, with a trade show coming up, you know, we just had the one in Manila, and then obviously our, our major conference coming up in May, 
there were concerns that if we if we talk to staff too early, how will that impact morale? How will it impact membership? How will it impact corporate partners? How will it impact these conferences? And and yet the staff has been very loyal and worked very hard on behalf of the association for many years. So I think we ultimately chose an approach that, again, was more personal than business. I, you know, if I was letting one of my drivers go, even for reasons that um, didn't personal. have specifically to do with performance, right, yeah. that were personal, I'm not sure I would give them nine months' notice. But it seemed like the just the right thing to do with Melissa and Kathy and Sam and Wendy. It seemed like the right thing to do is give them a lot of time in a tough economy to try to find something going forward. We did try to create some incentives to to assure that we had a good conference in Manila, that we had a good conference in May. So we offered and and expect that there'll be some incentives rewarded to staff for their continued, you know, continued commitment to work hard on behalf of the association. And and then ultimately, you know, I think it was Chris, Pearson, my predecessor last year's president, and um, and Dave Remus that mm-hmm. flew down. It wasn't something you're going to do over the phone, so they flew down to Garner and sat down and, and broke the news. And I'm sure tried to do it as as delicately as they could, but I'm sure it was difficult. Yeah. Earlier this month, you sent an official email and letter to the Prism community explaining the official decision to choose AMC as the new association management company who would be managing PRISM going forward. What led you as a board to choose them as the particular provider, and what was particularly appealing about them in this option, as an option? Uh, well, you know, again, it's in the, I don't want to waste people's time. There's a lot of stuff that I've gone over in the letters, and again, those are still available. There was two letters I sent out, one, right at the beginning of January, and then a second one just a few weeks ago. So we had, you know, we had, I think, almost a dozen different firms we sent it out to. We narrowed it down to um, a couple choices through a series of, you know, a very detailed RFP and um, face-to-face presentations. I think what was attractive to me and to, to, you know, from what other people have told me about AMC specifically is it, they just felt right, yeah. you know, the, the, the finalists in this process were really, really, really good. Hmm. Uh, hopefully the members um, and the corporate partners will confirm that over time. Uh, but I think that, you know, we went to, when we narrowed it to two, we went to their place. We had presentations uh, actually in January off-site, not at anybody's um, offices. And then we went to we went to, to their place and we met their people. And it was it was really cool. The, 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 the AMC folks, they, they talked like they already worked for us. Hmm. They, you know, that we sat in this big, this big conference room with about 18, um, different people, all of which who will have varying roles in serving the members and corporate partners. You know, obviously, you know, they have a proposed person that we, that we ended up choosing to be our new executive director. And, you know, we met with the people that, answer the phones. We met with the people that will be kind of our lead account executives. We met with the people that handle publications and advertising and will work closely with corporate partners. We work with somebody that coordinates education services that will uh, coordinate education services for PRISM. We work, we met with people that will coordinate trade shows and, and that, you know, they book, you know, as compared to booking the, 
the, the three or four conferences we have now that book dozens um, or more conferences. So that's what these folks specialize in. And yeah. they all talked, they all talked like they already worked for us. That they, I mean, again, I keep on using the word passion. They seemed so passionate. They seemed mm. like they just got it and they fit. There was another group that was a finalist that was outstanding. And I, and I got to tell you, I was very much on the fence about who to choose because the other, the other finalist I thought was, again, outstanding and could have done a great job for our association. But when it really came down to it, there was this culture thing. Several of the members, when Chris sent out his first announcement, several members you know, shared their, their focus that PRISM has become like a family, that, yeah. that, that they feel spoiled by staff and that staff really does a lot of hand-holding with them, and they didn't want to lose that. Yeah. So we took literally the emails and questions that people had sent in um, in those five or six emails, and we built them into the RFP. And when the Association Management Center, our new firm, when they responded, they nailed it. Hmm. We think there's a great culture fit. So they bring a lot of resources. They bring a lot of expertise. They, they seemingly just have a lot that they're going to bring to the table, but they just felt right. Yeah. And that was, to me, a big thing. You've shared sort of the board perspective, but is there anything other personally, because I'm only talking to you, is there anything sort of personally that excites you about this particular group? Was there something in particular now maybe thinking more as a member as opposed to being the board president that was particularly exciting to you? Um, I think there's yeah, I think there's some cool stuff on the technology side that they're going to bring to the table. You know, I don't want to say too much because right. I don't want to set expectations that, that may take a while to deliver on, but I think there's some there's some cool technology things that are coming. I mean, we're clearly a, uh, an industry that is getting a facelift from a technology standpoint. And I think having a lot of IT resources behind the association should have a big impact. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. You know, anything other specifically? Um, yeah, I think the corporate partners. I mean, I, again, I was a corporate partner back when I worked as a VP for O'Neill Software. Right. I was a corporate partner. And so my hope is that the corporate partners feel a lot of value from some of the resources and fresh ideas that come to the table from people that specialize in working with other vendors slash corporate partners in other associations and how they, you know, bring more advertising, consolidated pricing strategies, um, other creative ways to get the brand out there, more membership recruitment, et cetera. I think there's going to be, um, I think there's going to be some, some exciting things coming and that's just... I don't think that's just me, though. Yeah. I still think I'm uh, yeah. I'm kind of echoing some of the other sentiments of the board. Well, this might actually dovetail into what you've just said, but I, I guess I wonder how will the work that, that AMC will do or bring to the association differ in any way than what we typically expect as members from our current association management team? You know, hopefully not much if we did it right, you know, and I think we did, you know, okay. when... You know, I met, I, I met the people that answer the phones. And so when somebody calls 800-336-9793, uh, they're going to get somebody answering the phone that says Prism International. And that's another thing I felt good about is that, that, that we watched them answer the phones for other associations. We, watched, we looked at the software that they use to track calls and how calls are handled from members versus corporate partners and the follow-up that gets automatically scheduled. Hmm. 
So my hope and my, my clear expectation, because, again, I'm a member, I'm counting on this happening, right. is that we keep our culture and that people feel like they're doing what they should be doing, dealing with PRISM International. Our new staff is PRISM International. Our right. new resources are PRISM International. Our new executive director is the executive director for PRISM International. Right. And so I don't think the expectations should be different in how you work with them. I mean, I, our, our, our executive director, you know, he's got shoes to fill, especially from a knowledge standpoint. Nobody has sat in Jim Booth's seat ever. Yeah. You know, right. who has taken calls from hundreds of record centers in dozens of countries answering questions across the board. Right. Nobody's yeah. ever done it before but Jim. And if you know Jim Booth, his memory is scary, and I mean I in a good way. He I remembers everything. everything. Yeah. 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 So, so that's probably you know, a big challenge. Yeah. The knowledge void, I think, it'll take – hopefully the members will be patient – one of these days you're going to ask me about the new executive director. Well, and, I, that's actually and, what and, I was going to, because you just <laughs> mentioned him. So um, so yeah. tell me about him. Tell me about the new executive director. I, I like him a lot. His name is Dave Bergeson. Mm -hmm. uh, Dave is, now again, I'm not sure that I'm the best judge of this, Tom, but Dave strikes me as being scary smart. That was a little bit of self-deprecating humor. <laughs> I'm laughing. Uh, I'm laughing inside. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Dave is seemingly scary smart. Yeah. Um, he's he's got a research background. He's got a, a PhD. He's he seemingly is the kind of guy that throws himself into learning. And so, I think uh, again, knowing what well, I can't say knowing what Jim knows because I don't know what Jim knows, but. But knowing there's a void to fill, yeah. I think we got the right guy to really learn a lot about our industry and absorb it and digest it and have that kind of expertise available. Again, it'll take time, but, but I that was one of the things I found really exciting about Dave is that he seems like a quick study and a very studious guy that is going to make sure that over time he becomes a true asset to our members from that standpoint, from the, from the knowledge standpoint. Oh, cool. I also just like him. I think he's a likable guy. He's not Wall Street. He's not wingtips and, and three-piece suits. He's more just like us, your everyday Joe that, I mean, he's professional, Yeah. but he's not a, he's not a stiff shirt. He's, a, he's seemingly a really good guy that I think will, will endear himself to our members over time. To quote Dave Herrick, we talked a lot about the board. Really, there was a subset of the board. The board is 13 people. Yeah. There was a subset of the board that was seven people that was designated as a transition committee. And they did a lot of the, the legwork on really bringing choices and bringing information to the board. Dave Herrick, he was president two years ago. Dave was on the transition committee. And what his, Dave's, Dave's description of Dave Bergeson, our new ED, is... He seemingly is really good at the blocking and tackling. Hmm. He's got the fundamentals. He knows how to manage. Right. Um, and in, you know, and again, admittedly, a short period of time, he has been very, very capable in organizing meetings, in planning things out, in good communications, in having a very structured approach to the, to the transition process. Very cool. So how will this transition unfold? I know in the letters there was something about the conference as being sort of a, a 
transition point. So what's the process that, that as, a, as members of PRISM uh, we should expect to see happen? Um, well, again, I'm not sure how much you'll really see, either corporate partners or members, as far as what you'll see. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fundamentals of just moving, you know, scheduling things. Right. Um, scheduling the, the relocation of the, the website and the, the database and um, membership directories and, you know, eventually flipping phones from one location to another and email addresses and so the whole IT side of it, there will be, you know, again, transition of membership materials. And so there's just a, a, a process to go through that is fundamentally already, already started. And, and I got to say that, you know, Jim has been great in just, you know, he's got a vested interest, I think, in, in leaving a clean house that he's built. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's done a great job of, at least so far, working with Dave and, and, and the, the AMC team in getting them everything they've asked for so that when the time comes to flip the switch, hopefully it will be as seamless as possible and that members having phones answered by one group of people will have phones answered by another group of people. And if we've done our homework, and more importantly, if AMC has planned this out, which they seemingly are doing, people will get the response they're looking for. Which is, it really shouldn't change much other than what you've talked about earlier, which is is this huge backbone of capability and infrastructure to support what PRISM's doing. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah, you know, I, there's, you know we're, we're doing some new things. The, the transition is what it is. You yeah. know, the, this, this May um, conference in Vegas will be uh, our, our chance to say thank you and, and, and give, give out some hugs. The people that we care about. Yeah. The the AMC folks are trying to be respectful of staff and Jim, of course, um, but also trying to gain knowledge. So they'll be they'll be in Vegas. Okay. Uh, and and I think to to meet people and to answer questions, hopefully better than I can, do it face to face so that people can meet them and challenge them and question them and get to know them and and hopefully learn to respect them and and Prism has got some exciting things coming. Good. In 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 a in a, in a recent uh, letter, I think, that went on the inside of in, the InFocus magazine, I mentioned advisory councils. Um, kudos to pick people like Victor Hernandez and Jerry Hushalf. Uh, Jerry, I apologize if I just butchered your name, uh, over in the Netherlands, <laughs> right, and, right. Uh, and, Mike, and Mike Highland at Grace down in Australia. Um, the three of them have really led development of what we're calling advisory councils, which are like subsets of the board in in the Asian Pacific region, in Europe, and in Latin America to act as an extension of PRISM so that those areas have resources closer in the right time zones, speak the right languages, et cetera. So we've kind of formed these new advisory councils, and I think that you know, there will be a role for, for Dave and for AMC to play in working with um, the advisory councils as well as the board as we kind of take PRISM from from May and start to move it forward. That's a lot. That's a huge amount of stuff, obviously, related to this transition. And I, I really appreciate your willingness to share it openly and honestly. Because I, I like, uh, you. I think you mentioned, well, you did mention earlier in our conversation, you know, when, when these things kind of hit us out of the blue as members, we're kind of sort of scratching our heads. But we, we haven't had that time to process it like you you and the board members have. 
And I think sometimes a letter seems, you know, it's one way to do it, but I'm, I'm very appreciative of your willingness to talk about it because sometimes in those, the conversations we hear nuances that we don't always hear in a, in a sort of more formal letter. So I appreciate you doing that. At the same time, I guess what's intriguing and interesting to me is there's this big transition happening, but there's other cool stuff going on at PRISM these days. And I, I know as we go into the the uh, May conference, a lot of the things that have been happening this year, do you have any ones that are particularly exciting to you above and beyond this transition? PRISM truly needs to be the information management umbrella for not only traditional records management services, but but also data protection, of course. Uh, it's a big part of it's a growing part of my business. Clearly, the digital world, imaging, et cetera, I think that needs to be something. Prism's done a great job. People like Gail Bisbee and John Becker and others have done a great job of, of really kind of highlighting um, the, the success in their businesses and trying to pass that knowledge on to others yeah. about the imaging and digital world. I, I'll say that... Um, that Bob Johnson at NAID, um, you know, we have a joint conference coming up in Brussels where we're sharing the, the focus of, of, um, of the, um, the European conference. I think PRISM has got to make sure it does a great job of taking care of our members and our corporate partners across the service spectrum. Right. And if I have one mission, it's really trying to accomplish that. Got uh, Sean Stevens from Cornerstone to come onto the board uh, earlier this year, and I think Sean is very well respected uh, and has so much to bring to the board in the data protection um, community. Right. I know he's he's working hard at that. Um, I think that um, you know I've been working personally on a on a group buying program and and a, and a purchasing portal for our members to try to. My my wife is a CPA, and so she can buy things cheaper because. As a CPA, she has access to a lot of purchasing power. Um, I've been working hard to try to put something in place for our members to take advantage of group purchasing. Hmm. Uh, again, the expansion internationally. Uh, there's just there's so much. My head's spinning like Linda Blair. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> yep, yep. This uh, is recorded. Um, you know, there's a lot going on, wow. and, and and I think there's a lot going on, and I think that. Um, I think it's an exciting time. It's, it's, it's a difficult time. It's an emotional time for a lot of the members. Uh, I'm one of them, but I'm very, very excited and optimistic about our future. And, and, and I'll tell you this, I got a question in, um, in Manila from somebody that said, well, you know, you really don't know, Jim. I mean, you've done, you, you know, you say you've, you know, you've hired a great association management, you know, organization and, and you think you've got a great ED, but you really don't know. Until, until everything's in place and the transitions occurred, you don't know. And, I, and I, I was so grumpy because I didn't have a great answer for him at the time. Yeah. However, after he walked away, of course, I sat there and thought, and I went, I've got a great answer. And the answer is, why do people trust you with their records? You know, I can go in there. How many people really go? I mean, a lot of the big law firms or big hospitals may come and do a site tour, et cetera. But, you know, a smaller office, they've got two, three, four, five hundred boxes that they've been storing in a self-storage space, and you go tell them it's going to be cheaper and everything else. Why do they send you their boxes? Hmm. Well, because maybe they do do their due diligence. Maybe they have come and take looked at your facility. They've called references. They've seen pictures of your building on the website or whatever. Yeah. And so they ultimately tr trust you because 
they've done their homework. Right. And that's the right response to, to somebody who asks me that question. You know, I've seen these people answer the phones. I've seen how they track calls. I know they have great customers and great relationships, and we've checked their references. And we went through a one, almost a one-year process to choose the best possible option for PRISM. So why do I know this is going to work? Because we did our homework, and we saw it in action, and it's going to happen. So um, can I guarantee that every single member of PRISM is going to be happy I wish I could. I could never run for office because I could never make every constituent <laughs> right. happy. But right. I, but I'm sure trying, and I think, I think we've got some exciting things coming. Well, thank you for sharing that. And uh, yes, I, I I did let you talk because I just felt like it was appropriate to hear what you and the board have really, uh, really worked through for a couple of years. And I appreciate your willingness to talk about it, your willingness to share it with us and with the community. And I hope that as this transition unfolds and in, in all that you've said, that as a community, as a, a group of people involved in the the commercial rim services business, especially those who are PRISM members, will come to find that that the leadership of the board has really uh, done its best to provide a, a solid outcome for us. So thank you. I really appreciate the time you've spent with us today. Well, you're very welcome. And yeah, I'm, I am always brief in my responses. Um, I did send out in my last letter, again, if you want to go to the PRISM website, I gave everybody my email address and cell phone number. So I do care. I want people to contact me. If you have ideas, thoughts, good, bad, um, things you'd like to see, uh, please tell me, and we'll we'll work on it. All right, and we look forward to seeing you in uh, Vegas in May. Count on it. All right, man. Thank you again. Have a great day, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Tom. Wow. Wow. That was a full and a complete outline and understanding of, I, I think, what's happening in the PRISM and from the PRISM board. And I'm really grateful f- for Jim Teske taking the time and the uh, just just giving us a, an overview of that. I, I think sometimes, like he mentioned, you know, when you get it out of the blue, it, it seems like it's a significant thing. But what was, I think, helpful for me was understanding that this has been a two or more year process. I, re- I remember talking to Jim Booth at uh, the Prism Show last year and talking about his eventual transition out. And I know it's been a long time coming, so I'm I'm appreciative of Jim taking the time to uh, give us the process, the overview, and and the decision process that that the board was engaged in to come to this point. So I hope that was helpful to you. I hope that you've taken that and. Uh, You've got some good information to work from as you consider the transitions that are happening at PRISM. Hey, I appreciate you being here. I'm thankful that uh, we get to do this every week, and I hope you have a great week going forward. I just want to remind you that this show is sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Softer. You know, they've got technical support. They've got great coverage, uh, but ultimately they've got a really good software product that many people, industry-leading uh, have installed in their record centers across not only North America but the entire world and uh, they're just a really great company and they've been doing great stuff for over 30 years and so if you're interested in learning more about our sponsor you can do that at O'Neillsoft.com. well that's it we are out of here we'll catch up with you next week have a great one we are gone <laughs>
Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com, where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.